Hello and welcome to the conversations. Um, today's topic is a little bit on the um, negative side. We're it's current events. It's current events. <laughs> Unfortunate current events, should we say? Um, so we're going to dive into the Terry Richardson situation that has uh, resurfaced. Erupted, in fact. Erupted, resurfaced in the wake of uh, the Harvey Weinstein scandal all, you know, centred around sexual harassment and the treatment of women in the workplace. Yes. I do not have many good things to say about this. I just think, you know, to dive straight into it, another example of how fashion is so late to the game that they're kind of resurfacing something and focusing the conversation on one man to really talk about something that is a much larger, much more nuanced and layered subject. You know, I'm not saying that the persecution of Terry Richardson is is not much deserved. I just think it's interesting that people are really diving into, you know, gunning for him when the last allegations came out in 2014. There are so many other people that will not be named and shamed. And so I kind of feel like, is this the best use of our collective energy and our collective voice to focus on banning one man? You know, does it serve as a bit of a band-aid to an issue that really needs to be talked about? Like, you know, real people also not just models you know other professional women in the workplace from the assistant level to the intern level to the marketing exec right through to the ceo like you know i just feel like the conversation posed at the moment just feels very one-dimensional which is very frustrating for me well let's say uh it's early days it's early days on the conversation and and it feels very reactionary which is also i know it's early days but it all feels so reactionary which is you know yes it is early days off the back of you know the harvey weinstein scandal but yeah right and because of its early days i want to be i want to be careful about how i size all of this up um i was compelled to write an op-ed piece on this for for some of the reasons that we're discussing here that being i did yes i feel similarly to you in that yes we we're hearing so much about terry richardson over the last 2 3 days and how horrible and you know these brands and conde nas and they're sending out these press releases stating that they will not work with him any longer and all these sort of things. Meanwhile, models like Jamie Peck uh, have come out like, wait, I, I've sounded this horn years ago. Why wasn't um, anything done mm-hmm. then? And what's going to be what's going to be done differently now? Which really is the valid, valid, valid question. And I think, you know, to that point, I think that what's happening on the kind of social, cultural, political spectrum is is really what is instigate for a lot of this I think in a in a in a Trump era of you know you could be a blatant misogynist and brag about grabbing women's pussy and the consequences of that is being elected you know leader of the free world I think that uh, you know and then and then directly after his inauguration you had the women's march which was just unprecedented there was such a sense of power and you know the idea that your collective voice really carries a lot of weight and so I think that um a lot of that is mapped to a lot of what's happening now with, you know, Harvey Weinstein, Terry Richardson is mapped against a lot of those, not newfound freedoms, but the idea that the collective voice really carries weight. And, you know, let me just say my my skepticism isn't on the other side. I love that, you know, social media and, and just women being bold and brave 
has really carried a movement. Movement. I just really hope that the conversation really becomes about their individual stories and not just about one man. Okay. Well. Well. Then uh, again, you know, we can we can all help to shape this narrative. Us. Here, lending our voices to this conversation is a part of, is participating in the narrative. And yes, I do agree with you that Terry Richardson, he's the one that's being, um, reamed right now. And that's the only, that's the singular name that's being, uh, bandied about. But I don't necessarily want to get pessimistic about that. I, I want to, I want to think that maybe the conversations start there and then it will then include other culprits or let's say we, um, changes will be, uh, or attempted changes will be, will be made in other corridors and, and like real, real change though. We may need this one to be, um, sort of put over the, of the coals for in order to get to that next conversation. So I'm not so cynical. I'm not as cynical about this Terry Richardson thing. Fine. It's finally having time. Uh, it's finally playing out. It's finally playing out with the seriousness and the cultural impact and just the heinousness of it all is finally really coming out. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this is not just retribution for him, but this is also now it will create a climate and an atmosphere where models A feel more empowered to communicate their uh, displeasure with certain situations. And as well, that there is some sort of like uh, industry standard understood by the models and understood from the, from the other creative players in that equation. And then everyone then will be put on alert to, to operate on their best behavior. That's an idealized way of, of, of thinking about it, but we have to start somewhere in the thinking. But again, I don't think that this is a model versus creative top conversation. I think that's where the frustration lies and the sense that I'm less interested about hearing about brands and magazines distance themselves from one photographer. And I'm more interested in them being vocal about what they're actually going to do to change beyond banning a photographer. Like, what processes, what infrastructure that is going to be put into place to actually protect models, professional females and males and, and, uh, and more vulnerable members of staff, such as interns, you know, particularly in this, you know, stressful financial climate and like everyone really trying to make it, you know, it's not necessarily the overt, he, you know, did this to me. It's also the suggested, um, upward mobility and the challenges of navigating that. So how, where's the safety? What are the safeguards in place that people can really take safe haven in to know that they can be safe against varied predators? Fair enough. And that's a, that's a valid request. If you, if you will, asking for that kind of, uh, those asking for those efforts. Yes. But, and I think maybe where your skepticism lies is that Fashion is not really socialized that way, is it? Fashion operates in many ways with small cliques that are globally placed that kind of, you know, do particular jobs and work with particular brands and, and so on and so forth. They create their, those little microcultures, uh, across the world. There's no real unified body in fashion per se. People don't, fashion as a whole doesn't look out for 
each each other there's there's no there's not even like uh you know in entertainment there's like aftra and what's the what's the other one that you know the body that you buy into as a as an actor or whatever the case may be or the director's guild if you're a director and those sort of things fashion doesn't have a fashion doesn't have any sort of like unified body that is there to protect it doesn't need a governing body what it does need is that these individual businesses and companies needs something in place so again i'm just less interested in Condé Nast saying we're not going to work with terry richardson but are you more interested in just brands sending out um press releases stating that they are against you know the sexual exploitation of, of models i mean is it is, is that lip service gonna 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 That's play the thing. I'm, I'm not talking about lip service i'm talking about actual policies and safeguards put into place to protect people that work for them that's what I'm interested to see what's actually going to be the shift and the results of these instances occurring. I think my annoyance at the Terry Richardson thing is that it's not anything that, you know, like the Harvey Weinstein thing it was a, was a, you know, the industry's best kept secret kind of expose. Like it was everyone being like, oh, that's just Harvey. You know, people were like, that's just Terry. But it was exposed in 2014. People, some people distanced themselves and then just returned to work with him. You know, so it's it's also the like if the Harvey Weinstein thing hadn't happened, it's like would people be referencing the past with Terry Richardson? Maybe not, but that's a that's an irrelevant question at this time, considering where we are now. Considering that, in fact, that old file file was picked up and was scrutinized, and measures are being taken in order to not have this predatorial person continue. I'm also, here's the thing. I understand that you don't, you're, 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 you're not interested in this, in this conversation about, uh, prosecuting, uh, Terry Richardson and that's it. That's it. But I'm actually, I, this prosecutorial thing and this like punitive thing, I think is an important conversation before we get into policies and so on and so forth. Because in my op-ed, I wrote about, I, at least I asked those questions. I've been in this industry for a very long time and I know of those photographers who are handsy very handsome, very coercively so with models. And I have been so for two to three decades. I know of those club promoters and those casting agents Mm -hmm. and those, you know, and those producers who, you know, have those models on their arms. And we know those stories of them being pimped out to international men of mystery on the real. You know, there are these stories that have existed in fashion with the names who are still working in this business. They have been for a very long time. So in many ways, if we don't start the conversation, maybe started, say, with Terry, it has started with Terry. So this is where we are. Well, no, let's, I I don't want to like just throw my hand in the air and be like, oh my God, you're prosecuting this man. It's a witch hunt. I want to be like, oh my God, finally we're addressing this. Now, let's <laughs> bring out the rest of the skeletons out of the closet. Let's address some of those, um, those real offenders over the years. Let's, br- let's bring them into the spotlight as well. Take them to task and then go forward on setting forth these policies to make sure that these things don't, don't, don't transpire going um, forward. Yes and no. I mean, what I'm saying isn't as one-dimensional as it's a witch hunt on Terry Richardson. By no means am I defending him. I think he deserves what's happening to him. Personally, I think that what's happening to him now should have really happened in 2014. You know, that didn't happen. It's come back around. That's awesome. What I'm talking about is everyone, everyone you know who works in this industry has a story about the marketing director or the CEO or the, like, you know, the manager of e-com or whoever it is, like what I'm saying is it's, it's pervasive across all 
areas of fashion. It's not just the creative and the model. That's one thing that I'm saying. What I'm saying is that the people that you're talking about, I hope that the conversation comes about because at the moment they're all taking cover under Terry Richardson. Like he's taking taking the grenade for the team. He's taking the grenade for the team. Right. And so it really is like, I know that there are a lot of powerful people who are just like, they're not talking about me. Mm-hmm. Are they going to really do it? Like it's, it's always hard to be the first and I really understand that, but I just, I'm very frustrated because to me, it feels like everyone is looking left when people should be looking right as well. Like oh, it yeah, should what, be what, kind of a, what, what, a, what's happening to the right. What, what you think maybe you may see on what's the right. What's happening to the right is, the left. literally <laughs> what's happening to the right is everything else. Like it's everything and everyone else. It's the policies, it's the infrastructure, it's the safeguards, it's the um, assistance, the interns, that it's everyone else that's happening to, and it's everything else that should be done about it. That's what's happening on the right. On the left is just Terry Richardson, who, oh. by the way, I was very interested. I was like, oh, I've not checked in on him in a minute. He is going about his business. He is posting on social media, the most mundane stuff. His social following hasn't gone down. He still has 1.2 million follower, in, uh, million Instagram followers, mm-hmm. which he had yesterday, which he had last week, which he had last month. Like, he's chilling. And it could be a perceived, he's just chilling. Like, that could be, he might just be like, anchor down and weather the storm. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, passed through it once. I could do it again. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But, you know, and also a lot of the coverage, every single named either celebrity or brand or publication no comment so it's also it's like just such a typical fashion thing of like you know all of these things are happening but no one wants to comment so yeah the statements are cool like great you're not going to work with terry richardson for the foreseeable future i might add okay but no one's still speaking out like it's almost like they're like well let's really see how this plays out before we say anything and it speaks to that me too culture of fashion and i don't mean it ironically as in the sexual harassment hashtag me too i mean it in the sense of like everyone's looking for someone else to speak first yes and that in itself is very very frustrating i just don't think terry richardson's the answer there's so much focus on him i was reading that he shot interesting enough l uh, so Hearst are one of the publishers who, publishing companies who have come out and said they won't be, they have no plans to work with him in right. the future. Right. Robbie Myers, who, you know, is a woman's woman, I think even before the allegations in 2000, 2014 came out, she was like, nope, we're not fucking with him anymore. Mm-hmm. That then was turned over by the new editor-in-chief, Nina Garcia, who shot Zoe Kravitz for the January cover. Now that all of this stuff's happening... Are they commenting? No, they're doing a bait and switch behind the scenes and reshooting her cover story and editorial. But why is no? Why isn't that publication commenting on that? No, no, or commenting on this in, in general? They, a, you know, they were reached out to no comment. That's a valid. That's a valid point. And as we know, we know how these um uh, these 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 entities work. You know, they're shoring up their their messaging before they actually um they actually announce it. And you're 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 absolutely right. It seems like there's a little you know there's a little um protection um that's happening there but here here's my feeling though it feels like they're covering their own ass because obviously publishing is vulnerable and i think they're really nervous about how to navigate this because you know they don't want to go further into the red but 
listen, no one's buying magazines anyway. You might as well like take a stand. I under, I definitely, definitely understand that. But you're saying you wish that this has ta- had taken place several years ago and is taking rather is taking place now. But here's the thing: the climate wasn't there. Social net, and that's that's part part of the response, part of the the result of social networking. I mean, the that energy was not there three, four, seven years ago that it is now in order to get this groundswell of response on this issue. But now it's there. The public feels empowered, like an individual, a, 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 a woman can keep on this messaging and ultimately get some attention to it. And I think that's uh, that's the, the, the era that we're in right now, that we're able to, to coalesce and actually get a messaging out that may not have been able to do so, that we weren't able to do so at a particular time because there's more of a collective energy now. And I think that I'm going to use that, that alone as my, as a, as an optimistic, you know what I mean? As something to latch onto as to how things can change going forward. Well, now that, I mean, I'm sorry. If the public sees Terry Richardson appearing in another high profile publication in any recent times, I would like to think that we are strong enough that we have made enough noise and are capable of making more noise in the future if something like this happened where um, it wouldn't die back a change like this. So I, I'm, I'm optimistic in that change, different changes can happen now in this culture because of the empowerment of the community. To your point about Terry Richardson's earlier, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not going to let this go. But can I just say that the whole Bill Cosby firestorm happened at the end of 2014? I understand that the maybe the social climate wasn't ripe for the firestorm that's happening around Terry Richardson now, but there were still magazines and publications and people who work at businesses and and fashion companies and yes. decision makers. Yes, and we're in an age. Do do let's we we have to recognize that we're definitely in an age, and I do understand that though. Harvey Weinstein controversy is recent, like really over the last two, three weeks recent. But however, it has changed things so integrally, um, uh, culturally and globally. Like, I really do think this is a watershed moment on the issue of sexual assault, uh, on the issue of sexual assault. I honestly do think that this is a watershed moment. It would be different if the power were still in those meet in the media's hand, those ones that you could identify. But that's no longer the case, Henrietta. The public is just as powerful, arguably more so now than the media. And we too can keep issues alive and raise issues in a way that historically we were never able to. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm really positive about that. I'm really positive about that. And I agree. My issue, my issue isn't about the power of the people. I think if anything, you know, social media has given voice this collective consciousness and this collective consensus, which is why these companies are acting. You know, look at what's his name, Travis from Uber. Like that was all public consensus. You know, Harvey Weinstein, Terry Richardson. Yes, the power of the people, the speaking truth to power. You know, I, I referenced the sort of Trump era galvanizing the voices so that the the man or the 1% or the whatever, you know, aren't monopolizing all the power. That is the only thing I have faith in. What I'm not happy with is the industry's response because that is not the, that's not the people, right? And I think that fashion as a, um, as a hub, as a force for pushing culture forward, for taking a stand, for really kind of being. It, it, it I mean, that. you've I've said to you many times that that's no longer the case, but no, I mean, no, this no. is really 
really speaking to that. And I, it does feel every magazine article, every, sorry, article, wherever I'm reading it, it literally looks like I, in my mind, I have a visual of every powerful company, CEO, brand, you know, in fashion, all standing in a room, just looking at each other, waiting for the first one to speak. And then as soon as the first one speaks, as soon as the second one speaks, as soon as the th- Me too. Yes. Yes. I'm on it. Yes. Yes. An avalanche of, res- of similar like-minded responses. Right. But I think everyone's just waiting to see how this plays out. And I think that is not cool. Well, I'm waiting to see how it plays out. But as I said, I'm, I'm lending my voice to the issue. This is, this is a part of, of lending that, um, lending a voice to this issue. I'm not, I don't want to be silent. I want to, I want to offer an opinion. And, and in some instances, a, a roadmap for getting to a better place. So, I mean, I do think that we all have a responsibility if we, in fact, want change in this, in this industry, that we all have a role to play, particularly the ones on, that have platforms and, um, and, and, and feel uh, that their voice, they have a powerful voice that, um, that they should use it and they should, they should, uh, announce their position and keep that position alive and hold entities to task that, that, um, that goes against it. I absolutely agree. I really look forward to hearing about the ideas that are proposed and what's going to be put in place, um, as a result of this. Likewise. So we will continue to raise those issues and ask those questions here on The Conversation. Uh, it's my time for something new. 